Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Today, I want to talk to you about unconditional love. We hear a lot about it, and we strive to love our children unconditionally. But if we're honest with ourselves, we would admit that there are times when we fall short. And when we do, we need to take the right actions to correct it. But more importantly, how can we stick closer to loving unconditionally? Love is what you give to your child that money can't buy. A lot, if not all of the problems that we encounter can be boiled down to feeling unloved, not loving others as is directed in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Paul uses 14 verbs in this verse to describe what love does and does not do. And many relationship problems would be resolved if we could love each other and love our children according to these verses. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 are verses that are normally and often heard at wedding ceremonies, but they also can apply to the way we love our children. Love isn't just a word that we say but it's an attitude we have towards others. Apostle Paul describes this Christ-like love in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, as love that is unconditional. The lack of it is at the heart of nearly every problem in our homes and in our relationships. In fact, Paul describes love as a series of action verbs seven positives, and seven negatives. These define the character of godly, self-sacrificing love. Here's what Paul says in these verses. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures every circumstance. Again, that's 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. Now, let's take a look and break down these verses so that we can see just how we go about loving our child in this manner. First of all, it says love is patient. Now, if you love your child this way, it means that you love him or her for better or worse. This type of love is slow to punish those who offend. Let me ask you, Do you jump to conclusions and assume that your child has done wrong? Or 
Do you talk to him to find out what happened? Now, just because this love says that you are slow to punish does not mean that you ignore the wrongs that your child has done. What it means is that you stay lovingly connected to your child as you discipline him or her based on what the behavior was. Patient loving is when you love your child when they seem unlovable. You know, sometimes you're tired and you're frustrated, but you never, ever put your child in a position where he or she feels unloved. Apostle Paul says this type of love is kind. Now, kindness is similar to patience, but it refers to how you treat your child. It implies a love that reacts with goodness, even if you feel your child is deliberately acting out. It means you resist lashing out at him, even when you feel that you're justified in your anger. And you have to remember that he's learning from you how to regulate his own emotions. Let me ask you, how do you treat a friend? Think about it. Well, you should treat your child kind, just as you would a a friend. It's okay to ask your child to do something in a polite way. You can say, Tommy, would you please go upstairs and get the broom for me? Or Mary, could you help me fold these clothes? And saying please and thank you to your child also helps him or her learn to do the same. Now, I'm not saying that you should be your child's friend when I say that you should treat them kind the way you would treat a friend. Remember, a friend cannot discipline a friend. You are the child's parent not the child's friend. Now, when he or she becomes older, perhaps you will be best friends. But remember the boundaries. But once again, it's okay to be kind to your child the way you would be to a friend. Apostle Paul goes on to tell us that love does not envy. This kind of love appreciates and rejoices when others are blessed with good things. And this includes your child. Now, you may sit there and say, how is it that you would envy your child? Well, unfortunately, I have seen mothers who are jealous of seeing their father laughing and enjoying being with their child. You see, this probably comes about because mothers are often busy doing 10, 15 things at a time, and sometimes does not get that extra time to just have fun with the child. And there may be a little bit of resentment there when he, when she sees the father laughing and talking, and she's still doing the work in the house. So remember, love does not envy. Now, I also want to mention in case when a parent is divorced, it's very, very important that neither one of you show jealousy when the child seems to really be to go and visit with the other parent. Remember, Christ-like love does not envy. 
The fourth thing that love does according to Apostle Paul is love does not boast. Now, boasting is bragging without foundation. Boasting is the work of self-promotion. Now, you might be thinking, how could I possibly boast to my child? Well, think about it. Do you say things about how hard you've been cooking and cleaning and ironing for the family? Do you say, I have done this and I have done this for you? And look at how you're acting. Or do you boast about how good you were when you were a child and you never gave your parents a hard time like you might see your child or think your child is doing? Or do you say things like, my mom didn't have to ask me more than once to do something? Well, that type of thing is boasting. And this type of love, Christ-like love, does not boast or does not brag. Love is not proud. This love is not overly self-confident. It's not characterized by a sense of self-importance or arrogance. For instance, you may say something like, when instead of saying, I love you to your child, you may offhandedly say, of course I love you. I'm your mother. Well, in a way that's bragging and it's being self-confident about being the child's mother. There are other reasons to love your child. Yes, you're the child's mother, but love your child, not in a proud manner. Number six, Paul says, love is not rude. It respects the feeling of others. You should respect your child. You should not embarrass your child in front of others. You listen to your child and respect his feelings and concerns, even if they're different from yours. And if their feelings and thoughts are off base according to your ethics and your rules and your regulations, then guide your child back on the right path gently. Never, ever be degrading. Never degrade your child. Never embarrass your child in front of anyone. This love, this Christ-like love, never dishonors or disgrace anyone. And you should never dishonor or disgrace your child. Apostle Paul says that love is not self-seeking. In fact, love yields. Now, most mothers get this right from the start. And you know why I say that? It's because mothers, for the most part, are always putting their child first. They're always doing something to meet the child's needs before they do their own. But this love does not insist on getting its own way at any time. Don't say something like, because I said so. Or remember, if you're wrong, admit it and apologize. Because if not, your love is not yielding. And Christ-like love yields and is not self-seeking. Love is not irritable. 
are easily angered. Now, a quick temper is often evidenced by viewing other people as obstacles to reaching what your goals might be. Have you ever heard anyone say, I wish I had gone to college, but I didn't because I had kids? Well, this person may be viewing their child as an obstacle. And this type of love views serving their family as the gold, as opposed to an obstacle. Now, how about this? If your child breaks something that you really, really loved or that was very expensive, how do you respond? Would you leave your child feeling like that item was more important than him? Or would you know and leave him feeling that he's more valuable than the item and ask him or her if they're okay? Did you get hurt? Did you cut yourself? Love is not irritable or easily angered. If your child breaks something, don't be angry with him. Remember, if you focus on that item, your child will feel that he is not as valuable as that item. This love does not rush toward anger. Remember, sometimes it helps us to count to 10 before we react. Love is not irritable or easily angered. Apostle Paul also tells us that love keeps no record of wrongs. This type of love offers forgiveness even if the child does the same thing over and over again. This love does not keep track of every wrong thing that your child has ever done. Don't keep telling him about the wrong actions he has taken in the past. Don't say things like, you always forget to clean your room. Remember the other day when I told you to pick up your toys? That is not what your child needs to hear. Teach your child Don't condemn him for his past mistakes by reliving them every time he makes the same mistake. If he's making the same mistake over and over again, reinforce the right way and see if he understands the way you're explaining it. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Now, this is an interesting one. This kind of love seeks to avoid involvement in evil and helps your child steer clear of evil by your teaching and modeling honest behavior. Now, I say this one is interesting because this is one where your child will be watching and listening, whether you know it or not, to see if you tell the truth when someone asks you to do something and you're not busy, you're sitting there on the table, uh, at the table, and someone asks you to do something, you say, well, I'm really busy right now. I don't think I can do it. Things like that. Your child's paying attention. So you need to make sure that you're truthful because he's going to pick up on that. Parents teach children to live according to the truth. If your child tells an untruth, then you discipline them with love and you tell them why. If someone has gotten by with 
uh, let's say a friend of yours has done something that has allowed him to get a lot of money, but it wasn't done the right way. And your child hears you applauding that or saying how great it is that your friend has this money because he took just a little bit of the law and broke it, but not all of it, then your child is paying attention to that because what you're doing is delighting in evil. That is not what you want to do. You want to rejoice with the truth always. Help your child learn that the truth, no matter how difficult, is always the best thing. Love always protects. The kind of love that Apostle Paul was talking about will correct the child's misbehavior and bad deeds without bringing harm to him or shame or damaging his or her ego. But it will restore and it will protect and it will teach your child the right way. Do not put your child down. Always build him up. And also be careful of thoughtless jokes that you might think is funny, but the child may not. Do not direct thoughtless jokes toward your child. Love always trust. Now, this type of love allows you to see the best in your child and believe your intentions are, his intentions are always good. You should not rush to judgment and think that your child did something wrong. Let's say you are in the other room and you can't see your child and all of a sudden you hear a lot of noise and the first thing you holler out is, what did you do this time? Well, that is assuming and not trusting. It's assuming that your child has has done something wrong. Remember, love always trusts, but deals appropriately with bad behavior. It's a perfect time to teach when your child has done something. And if you make the mistake of doing this out of habit, then it can be broken. You're saying, what did you do this time? You can stop and apologize to your child and say, you know, I was wrong. I should not have assumed that you had done something wrong. Love hopes. Love looks for victory. It knows that it's good to win, and it wants truth to come out. This kind of love hopes for the best, where your child is concerned. You know that God is faithful and will complete the work he has started in your child. Regardless of how much your child acts out, you know that there's hope and that your love will show it. This is love that's filled with hope and encourages your child to strive for the best always. Love always perseveres and endures. This kind of love, according to Apostle Paul, endures even through the most difficult times. You don't stop loving your child during difficult times. You love your child no matter what he or she has done. You see him through the storms in his life. If he's having a tantrum, if he's being stubborn, 
you never stop loving. It endures through all of that. Your love is something that your child should always be able to count on. And last but not least, love never fails. This kind of love that Apostle Paul wants us to have goes beyond boundaries of ordinary love. This love is just never ceasing, and it stops for nothing. True, unconditional love is the love that we read in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. I want to tell you that I did not do all things right. In fact, I did a lot of things wrong, but I wanted to learn how to love my child unconditionally. And because God knew my heart and he knew my intentions, he led me in the right direction so that I would be able to learn how to love my children unconditionally. And as time went on, I got better. I still make mistakes, but once again, because he knows my heart as he knows yours, he will guide you in the right direction. True unconditional love is the love in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It is the love that requires nothing in return. It is love that no matter what, it never fails. It is God's love. It's Christ-like love. And it's that type of love that we want to have as we parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose. Thank you.